there's peril on the horizon, and it's time to get these people in the people mover. We're about to have a premature evacuation this week on Happel's Heroes. All right, Jarrell. If you die out there, buddy, only die once. Once again, welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave, and I'll be your host and dungeon master for this evening's Carnage. So, let's start this week, the same as we start every week, by introducing our cast. This week, uh, let's see, I'll start to my right. Uh, We have Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Man, that people mover looks great. Look at those colors, man. That's awesome. To his right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. So apparently there are not a horde coming. It's a horde of titans. To his right, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. Uh, Do I need to start shouting alarm again? Yes. To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Ben, don't you die on me, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And his right, we have Zach as Pair to Lincoln Woods. Crundonalo Crumpums. This call this calls for a new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewrite all those lyrics, man. You're just boggling my mind. It's just a lot of work. Wow. Shouldn't be too hard to put cry down on no crumpums into any lyric, I think. <laughs> it's a real chameleon of a phrase. <laughs> Excuse me, could you pass the crown down a low crumbums? <laughs> I'm not even sure what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is either. Crum crum dominable. Crown down a low crumbums. It's changed every time he said it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely has not. It's always yeah. been crown down a low crumbums. Crumbums. Crum down a low crumbums. Crum down a low crumbums. It'll make more sense in Paradol's voice. Yes. Grandanalo Crumbums. So let's, yeah, now that we've gotten that out, let's bring it back in. We're going to keep the rest of this episode nice and tight, hopefully. Mm. Good luck. I mean, I'll do what I can. Looks like it looks like there's gonna there's gonna be some uh, resistance here. There's some stuff bubbling up here. <laughs> Never. Yeah, we gotta we gotta just we've gotta have you take this out on something. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Look, we gotta have us some combat here. This is Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, we you know we've done enough talking this time. We, to get we hit. sure are Dungeon and Dragon this intro out. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> like, like I told everybody else, like. I'm I'm a little off today. I'm 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 pulling it together here. <laughs> All right. So to recap, in fact, we can just recap right in from where we left off. From um, well, down here we had just dispatched six bonework skeletons, sort of the advance guard that we did eventually find after some false positives. Many false positives. Uh, ben was ripped in twain the red shirt. Yes, <laughs> that I had with me. Yep, one of them. The red shirt did what red shirts do. He died. Yeah. Yeah. 
Gruesomely, I might add. <laughs> That's why the shirts are red. <laughs> oh. Right, no, right. Um, <laughs> but so the, air, the, the airship pretty much ready to go, right? The airship is just about ready to go. In about 20 minutes, the airship will be ready to fly, which is pretty good timing because in about 15 minutes, the last of the civilians will be aboard. Right. And we also know because uh, Arasatra and Tabi communicated down to Felix yeah. That there are gigantic undead things like coming. Also within 20 minutes of us, probably. They're yes. coming, they're coming. So yeah. it's just, yeah. It's yeah. happening. You ever events, like, events here on the peninsula are coming to a head. You ever like drive down the street and you see another car coming? Then you see a biker's on your exact same side of the road. And of course, <laughs> you all just have to meet at the exact yes. same time every time. Yeah. Yep. No, that doesn't happen to anybody else? I mean, it's happened like once or twice. Every time. If I see a bicycle, there's a car coming too. <laughs> is the bicycle annoying. on the right side of the road? Always. On my side of the road, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, No, is it, is it going the same way? Is yeah. It going, yeah. Is, all right. Well, at least it's not going against traffic because right. that's my biggest pet peeve. Yes. Very dangerous. Yeah. Anywho. So about this car <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oncoming the ravening hordes, which have just been reported as significantly bigger than one had previously been led to believe. Significantly. I was thinking of like a newscast. Not like quite an order of magnitude, but probably four times as tall as your average zombie are these grave titans, which are gigantic shambling things. Yeah, we've we've seen them at uh, Last Wall, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. And just to recap also for our audience, they leak normal size zombies out of their midsection. <laughs> right. And will hurl right. them at you. Yes. Okay. Which yeah. is a great because time. Horrible things are coming. And in the middle of that group is something significantly larger than that, verging upon almost 30, 35 feet high, a bonework behemoth, the largest of anything necromancers have been known to make. Awesome. Super cool. This amalgamation of, hundreds and hundreds of dead things crawling like a big nasty bug across the landscape run away yeah comes to mind yep run away, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Run away is the plan now the moose Ooh. holy shit we are currently looking at a picture of it and we are disgusted we'll put a picture in discord oh my yeah <laughs> it's it's supposed to be pretty awful and then riding upon it is some sort of humanoid wearing stereotypical black robes and a hooded piece upon or a um, like horned piece on his helmet hmm. looking very Tim the Enchanter. <laughs> huh. Well, um, I think that we've all agreed that it's time to, it's time to move and it's time to run away from that. Well, run away. Fly, but yes. Yes. Now the question is what's going to get here What's going to get here first? Well, I don't know. I mean, we got a lot working for us down here. Felix, can can you possibly uh, communicate up to the ship? Maybe they can give us fair warning as far as how close. I think we got fair warning. That was our fair warning. (laughs) How soon before they get here then? It's going to be a close one, bud. It's going to be a real close one. Yeah. So... On the ground, our intrepid party. Mm-hmm. Us. Yes. That's us. That's, yep, that's us he's talking you, about. The five of you and the two remaining red shirts are on the ground. 
What is everybody up to? Well, so we just destroyed the Bonework skeletons. Yes, the Bonework skeletons are rendered to their com- individual components. And we were... Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. And we were just trying to get people up into the basket, into the, the, the people mover. The people yes. mover. It's, right. it's, it's more than a basket, okay? It's a people yes. mover. Excuse <laughs> me. In 15 minutes, all the people will be loaded aboard the people mover. So, so... In 20 minutes, the people mover will be properly rigged and ready to go. And safely. move people. Okay. So, so we had, we've... We had already started putting people onto yes. the people mover. Yes. So I I just start shuffling people toward as, the people mover yeah. as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm I would like to send Slim on a on a scouting run through like the the just the grassy area. And now I think it's like yeah. you know much larger plant growth surrounding this from something that happened. Yeah. I don't know. I mean like I guess we know that Arasatra did it at this yeah. point, but um, so I just kind of want to send her above the plant line. <laughs> so, getting back to my stuff for a moment, I realized that uh, during that battle, the people were still kind of down in the tunnel. So, I think I, I is it understood we're going to just yada yada these people on there, advance time enough to get most of them on. I think that I mean, unless you have anything that you're you're trying to do to fuck that up, I would really like. To <laughs> no, I, I, I'm looking to have things kind of converge smoothly. Cool. I mean, well, certainly, certainly, Hedrick came out of the stairs. Helped his friends defeat this little first wave, and then his next operative is just get back to the stairs and say, "Okay, everybody, let's go now. Now's the time." <laughs> yeah, uh, Jarrell yep. would be marching along the side just to make sure that everybody's kind of moving safely. I know there were patches yep. where the grass wasn't completely cut, and mm-hmm. he'd have the two red shirts, Barney and Ben, with him. So you're just uh, or just Barney and Bernie. Ben trying dead. to Ben's get the dead. people we're, going we're a little funnel- quicker. Yeah, funneling them as fast as we possibly can. Okay. Um, anybody who is down at the people mover yeah. is certainly like clearing, making all the room in the ship they need, moving things away so we can just deploy as soon as Is we're there ready. any individual skill uh, you might like to use to try to motivate these people along? <laughs> <laughs> It's already going. Would you, cons- <laughs> would you consider that uh, a skill or uh, both? Have you ever tried to crack a whip? I I, I feel like it's almost implicitly a um, intimidation check. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) If that's what you're looking to do. I I like how you made a whip sound and Hedrick's efforts are now about to be maybe damp. I would like to help him. I mean, I don't want to. By doing something completely opposite. Whipping the civilians (laughs) is the direction we're trying to go. No. I just um, wanted to confirm that. I, I feel like I just, that, need, that needs an extra checkbox confirm before we do that. I just got <laughs> done priming these people. They are so ready to have their minds blown and get airborne yeah. that maybe intimidation is is going to throw them off track. I mean, and, you can you can purposely fail the role and just not be intimidated. Although I will be, uh, I'm going to be <laughs> right? complete. I, I, we should just, as a backdrop here, note that, that this automatic whip cracking device is still like yeah. automatically cracking at, a whip. At the ship. <laughs> right. At the ship. I think, if anything, we can move it away from the civilians. <laughs> so maybe the metronome can just keep people on pace. You know, the sound of this repetitive slapping on the ground. That's just timing. That's just left, right, left, right. Keep that double time going. Yeah. All right. I would like to do a performance uh, and kind of, I mean, I could carry on from uh, (laughs) my initial inspiration that I used to kind of gather them and get them focused when we were down in the cavern. So 
in, you've got a built-in metronome going. Yeah, I can. This performance. <laughs> oh yes, twenty-eight. A twenty-eight. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that is definitely going to be a very inspiring performance. I mean, not that I thought anything weird was going to happen with the civilians, but that's going to give you probably. Th- I think you can get them on another five minutes quicker. They're going to be on in 10 minutes now. So they'll be securely safe for about 10 minutes before the airship is ready to go. Awesome. A lot of this is in encouraging words and, you know, just sort of uh, yeah. reaffirming that they will be safe. And not whipped. And not whipped. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no mind to the whip sounds. <laughs> you will not feel the physical effects. You remind me of like the, the airline steward. Oh, like, yes. You know, please buckle oh, your yes. seats. You know, with a smile, be, always with a smile. There'll be a thing that drops in case you need oxygen. I think you yeah. need to give a, a, a speech now. Yeah. It's like sort of the um, the flight attendant of this okay. uh, of this uh, people mover. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow the sound of my voice. We are going to be exiting and walking down the grass one way. To your right, you will see a field of grass six feet high. To your left, you will see a field of grass six feet high. Do not enter the grass. Continue <laughs> forward to the people mover. You will be received, and your luggage will be discarded. Please Please enter the people mover. Move all the way to the back. Make room for children and women first. Please keep a conscientious mind. Many people are going to have to sit. Do not lay down on the bench seats. You have just enough space for you and your family, and we are assured to get you all out of here safely. Please keep moving. Follow the sound of my voice. My voice. My voice. And please please fasten your seatbelt. There are no seatbelts to be fastened. You have to hold on to each other for safety. Please keep moving. Hold on to your butts. Cool. Thanks for establishing that there aren't seatbelts. That was amazing. There was no time. No time. We can lasso one rope over each bench. That's what you hold on to. Something. It's like a really cheap, uh, you know, ride. Don't let Peridot hear you say that. Safety measures? (laughs) Cheap cheap ride. Well, That's fine. Blood, sweat, and tears are poured into this by well, mostly the automata, but you know. Just give just give the whip a wide berth. I'll give the whip a promotion. Phil's <laughs> <laughs> on tonight. <laughs> I was just trying to do a little bit of math while that was going on too. Um, Multitasking. Uh-oh. Yes, but while this is going on, um, is anybody else doing anything in particular? I I think I I, I want to send Slim to like above the like plant growth line okay to look actually in like try to see those like i look in out like i want to get another lay of the land scan uh mostly the area surrounding the people mover because that's okay. where all the people are yeah and that's where i'm most concerned about continuing to secure yeah so i will look so, through her eyes so you look through her eyes all of them all right so, so Let's start with, uh, because she's looking around, a perception check. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. So nothing from that. But then um, what you do see kind of independently, uh, I was checking for something else there. Um, you, you do see the oncoming line of Grave Titans, and they are approaching rapidly oh, and fuck. may very well be here in less than 20 minutes at the kind of clip they're going. Okay, uh, I'm Felix is gonna go back to shouting. Yeah, alarm! Oh. 
Uh, before uh, before we get too far into that, <laughs> it's also impossible to miss the Bonework Behemoth riding at the Vanguard with uh, with some sort of dude who's really trying to play the part of a necromancer on the on the hood, essentially. Um, every single one of Slim's gazer eyeballs goes wide. Uh, and then um, I'm going to have her just continue to f- to float there. Yeah. You know, keeping the, uh, you know, some eyes on, on that situation. And I'm going to come back to slim senses. If you like now rethinking my shouting alarm, I do yeah. not want to panic the people. Yeah. You might've. So, yeah, but I feel like, I mean, I'm trying to think like, you know, this is actually a plan here, right? Like I, I, I'm going to turn to, let's see, Quinn and it seems like Quinn and Hedrick are ushering people in. So I'm going to find Jarrell. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, uh, hey, bud, um, so real big problem. Um, I think the big ones are going to be here uh, bef- like like soon. And like Felix actually genuinely looks um, horrified mm-hmm. because like that's just death marching. Right. And it's close. Do you have a plan for this one? Uh, move faster. Um, <laughs> Jarrell will try to start kind of like rushing the people a little bit, but not, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, just trying to motivate them, like, come on, let's move forward now. It's time to get out of here. Yes, Hedrick's already been hard at work at that with uh, with the uh, sounds of his music and motivation. Yeah, so that's, we're all so just trying to make also them go a faster. very good airline attendant speech along the but, way. But the thing is, is that they're all gonna be loaded in the people mover it's whether or not the people mover can move okay before i'm gonna try right right Right. that's the the issue we apparently had a way to communicate down to the people yeah we talked back up to them so i'm gonna just try to use whatever method of communication that we did there to try to communicate back onto the airship yes and be like uh hey you guys need to descend quickly and we need to start attaching Everything. I don't care if the people are on yet. We need to start attaching the cables. We need to make sure everything's fastened. Like we can't. We have no more time to waste. Zero. You and Jed, man. We need you. Need you to pull it together and <laughs> oh, bring this yeah. thing down. <laughs> oh yeah, Jed Dim is ready to drop this airship like a rock out of the sky. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, Mike and Zach, since you guys weren't, sound like Randy Savage. So when we did, we established as canon that every time Jed Dim returns to life, we roll a d6 and he comes back as one of these moods. Okay. Or personalities, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. And we rolled. So one of them is literally Randy Savage in a Jed. Jed. Which yeah, will is, be listed thusly. This is Angry Jed. Oh, this is angry. Yeah, this is angry. Randy Savage snapping into a slim gem. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, this lifetime, this lifetime was built for intensity. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna drop this airship button down the hatches. Yeah. <laughs> so Jed is yeah, right. That's Jed. He's no. into it. He's into it. He's yeah. real into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, I can only imagine this: the, the, the airship just starts rapidly descending, or something. Yes. Like after about thirty <laughs> seconds, you hear what sounds like a siren through the uh, through the link with the ship, and the eleven o'clock shadow just drops out of the sky. Wait, what? Like free fall straight down. Holy crap. 
That'll be fair. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm going to see this, like, you know, like, literally, um, you know, careening down and be like, oh, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And the airship stops 40 feet above ground at a... <laughs> wow. Jesus. A rush of wind, which blasts the gr- blasts all of the grass surrounding the area down to the ground. Like flat. Yes. Flattened outwards. And you, know, you can now, ver- everyone can now very clearly see the oncoming horde. Do not be alarmed, people. <laughs> Keep moving to the people mover. We have just enough time to get out of here. Okay, there is, there is just cause for, like, mild alarm. But really, what's really important, people, is that you get in your seats and we get moving immediately. It would be only reasonable to assume that that is a very alarming thing to see, but you must focus (laughs) on sitting down. (laughs) Um, Passive perception from everybody. 14. 14. 13. Okay. Those with the 14s, what you see as the Titans have now caught up to Professor Heinz's tower, Mm -hmm. as as they hit there and they start pushing on the tower, there's just this ungodly loud noise coming from there. From the tower? Yes. Well, there is a time uh, disruption oh. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is is it just a noise? That's or? all that's going on right now. Okay. What was that noise? I don't care. We need to move. We need to move right now. Right now. You mean right now? Right now. Oh. Yes. Um... <laughs> Also, uh, just a round of perception checks oh. for the second round of this. Since we've now been alerted. Yeah. Mm. Seven. Uh, Felix I'm got... looking for better than a 16 right now. 21. Okay. There also appears to be what looks like a shooting star blasting down towards the ground. Oh. <laughs> Except in like negative image colors, like black where it should be shining. Okay. Oh. Oh man. I wish to survive this. <laughs> Please let me survive this. If you wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's a goodness. shooting star. What else was I supposed to do? Probably gonna murder you, but yeah. Alright. <laughs> Is anybody doing anything else? Hedrick's gonna look at, at the star and say, son of a bitch, he actually did it. <laughs> Peridol's getting his whip from the automated whipping machine and uh, he, he wrapped it up and he's just trying to corral the, the back of this group of people. Yeah, the last two getting on are um, Flynn and Fletcher, the two boys. Mm-hmm. Obviously very shaken right now. Yeah. Like they've done some crazy stuff, but the apocalypse has come to town and it's a little bit too much for small children. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a little loud. Darrell yeah. right now would be trying to make sure that everything's secure and ready to go so that we can, like, all the, all the cables are secure. Everybody's working as hard as they can to make sure everything's going to function right. Hmm. Professor Heinz's tower explodes in a column of bright yellow light, a, hmm. just slightly larger around than the tower and going infinitely up into the sky. Sustained yeah. column? Okay. Yeah. At least for now it is sustained. Okay. Does it does it have any effect? Um right now it's just the column of light. Okay. 
Uh, I'm it, kind of doing things in increments of in small mm-hmm. time increments. And the tower is no longer there. Where there was a tower, there is a where there is a tower. There might still be a tower, but you can't see it through the column. Of okay. Piercing yeah. yellow light. Where the light is going up is that where I saw the star coming down? Uh, no, the star is still coming down towards you. It looks like oh. like the group of you. That's uh, okay. That star is getting a little bit closer to us. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna, you know, just in case it's a bad thing, uh, I'm gonna prepare. Today. I'm just gonna start. My, my hands yeah. are gonna start charging up in case, uh, you know, it's. Hedrick is uh, pulling out the loot and starting the intro to Flight of the Valkyries. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. Um, as we get to, like, yeah, you know, a, a, you know, right at the end of that prelude, just as you're about to start blasting into it, the bonework behemoth breaks out in a sprint in front of the oncoming line. We need to go. We need to go. Our Tim the Enchanter lookalike ho- hoisting some sort of cliche staff, like he got it out of Necromancer's Aras over his head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Forward! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I don't know how to slow them down. Can someone fire something from the airship? <laughs> Fire all the things! <laughs> oh yeah, we can fire the cannons, yeah! Open up the blister from the port side, yeah! Oh my and god. And that's exactly what happens as the port side ballista from the airship the facing one, the horde. The one Tabby's firing? <laughs> uh, yes, Tabby is going to be on that side. Go Tabby. <laughs> with, with my amplifier, uh, could the folks on the airship hear my playing? Um, yes, at 40 feet, they absolutely okay, can. Very good. Like, I, they are closer to you than you are comfortable with. I'm, I'm carrying this theme, and I just want to make sure that as I'm casting spells, that I have this circumference with the amplifier, like, rocking as it's, uh, as mm-hmm. it's like, flowing out of me. All right. So, um, I would like to cast a couple more inspirations if I have a moment, we're out of initiative and I'm just Yeah, like, like last actions. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Tabby's action was to fire and miss with yeah. an 11, I'm assuming. With an 11. Um, and I, I, I kind of felt that way from the tone. I just didn't want to lean yeah. on it too hard. But an 11 isn't quite going to do it. But what it is going to do is blast a crater in the ground in front of a close group of titans. It is going to slow them down. Okay, so uh, sometimes missing isn't always, you know, the worst thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, They're stopped. And right now, I would like everyone to roll into initiative. Damn it. As all paths have sort of converged on this place. Would you allow me to have this inspiration as I started playing the music to. You talking about the. Count uh, it? Like the 17 temporary HP or. No, I've already done that. Yeah. Okay. I did that today, so I'm not talking about temp HP, but I just have two okay. bardic inspirations that I would be using these last moments as preparation before we actually engage. Whom, to whom, or on what are they being used? All right, um, yeah, while Hedrick is playing this uh, Flight of the Valkyries and really getting into it, he's now going to start channeling his magic to inspire uh, Jarrell. And he's um, he's got a little song. A little <laughs> song for Jarrell. I think there's a verse right here I haven't done yet. Right. Why not, right? Because we got, we got all this fucking shit to do with... 
Might as well end up having a... Musical. A nice, a nice little ditty to get it going. Uh, you're saying this as if we're all about to die. Well, I think we are. <laughs> might as well go out in style. <clears throat> okay. Hailing from House Passer, you will find the making of a paladin with noble bloodline. He's a two-way connection for that righteous direction. But only when his helmet has deity reception. No, my pal Jarrell dispatching all the foes. My pal Jarrell. But kick these undead back to where they came from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, what he said. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, now we can. Okay. We'll, we'll okay. Hold, Is we there anyone hold for else? initiative. Yeah. Is anybody else looking to do anything before initiative? Because we are right about to hit that thing. Because I, I had given uh, Hedrick the opportunity. Does anyone have like a pre-combat? Uh, no, Go I mean action. I'm I'm like nope, pre- I'm, really. I'm preparing okay, actions to good. take. Then let's roll into initiative. Okay. Okay. So at initiative <laughs> twenty-four, combat begins with the comet finally sort of reaching the field of play here. Okay. And some sort of black mass falling from the sky takes a slight veer just above the party and smashes into this Tim the Enchanter lookalike. Oh. Blasting him off of the top of the bonework behemoth. Oh, that's convenient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. That was friendly. <laughs> well, at least neutral. Oh, wait. Didn't Arianne Black, like, dive yeah. off the, the airship uh, yes, in the last episode? Yeah. That okay. is the arrival of Arianne oh. Black. <laughs> it was a friend. Oh, good thing. Yeah, the most terrible did. of cavalry. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I mean, we still have the, that that thing, and I pointed yes. the behemoth, but yeah. that smashes into the ground as uh, Flight of the Valk- Ride of the Valkyries reaches its crescendo right into Hedrick's turn. Okay, um, about how far away is this first wave of? Are this, they, are they uh, Boneworks first or Titans first? Uh, that um, Bonework behemoth is up front. The rest of them are. A significant ways behind, especially after that first crater was punched into the ground. That slowed the closest batch of them significantly. Okay. So we're really just dealing with the behemoth right now, it seems yes. like? Okay. Um, going it would have been behemoth with Ryder, but um, what a, the man upstairs intervened. <laughs> the worst one. I want to hold my action. I'll, I will do my very last uh, bardic inspiration. Um, and then you know, basically, I am prepping um, to uh, do a cantrip as soon as it enters my range. Okay. Yeah, how close is it right now? Um, it is, you guys are, well, how far away do you want to post up from the airship to start with? Oh, I thought we were going to, like, ride the people mover up and start firing from outside of that. Um, it, it's going to get here before the people mover is ready to go. I understand. By a very short amount of time. Okay. In that case, yeah, like you're gonna be called upon to hold it off. Oh, I thought we were closer to uh, where the Boneworks attacked us at the tunnel. 
where the oh, people right. came out. You're right, you're right. And we have ushered them, and we're in the process of escorting them. They're finally getting up into the people mover, and we're still at the tunnel area. Okay, I got it. Okay. I understand. So that, yeah. was, that was their front line. That's where they were approaching from. They've got the gauntlet, so to speak, even though the grass is blown down by the people mover now. <laughs> like, if, if nobody intervenes, this thing's going to get free shots on the people mover before it's up to speed. Got it. Okay, but I'm saying that can be roughly how many feet away from us. Um, from- if you guys are by the mouth of the tunnel, that mm-hmm. was 400 feet. Okay, it's it's quite a ways still then. It's moving. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's behind you. It's We're going to say it's starting to move, but it's not up to speed yet. Okay. And it's not going to get up to speed quite in time. Okay, it's 400 feet away. Yeah. Okay. So if you, yeah, right now you guys are posted about 400 feet away, and that's about where this thing hits the line with you guys. Okay. So I am going to cast my last Bardic Inspiration and uh, prepare prepare a cantrip for when it gets close enough. Okay. Um, so I'll inspire Paradil. Oh, hey. All right. You want a song? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got songs. One, two, three, four. Who's the gnome with the headband and the grin? Whose claim to fame lies in a name that sounds like a cough medicine? He doesn't need to boast. He has no need to be coy. You'll find he always brings the funk along with the noise. Noise! So verily deep with fiddly skill. There's no one else like Paradil. Yeah. So I got to write down what it was. Tell me your thing again. Tell me your cr- crumpling or whatever. Crondonolo crumpums. Yeah. Court what? Crondonolo crumpums, I think it was. Nope. <laughs> you guys don't know my memory for gibberish. Because <laughs> I know for a fact that you don't remember what it was. No, I don't. It's been the same every time. Crondonolo crumpins. Crumpums. Crumpums. Yeah. Ums with an M. Ums. Crondonolo crumpums. Course. For the eighth time, exactly the same. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of like the big bad. It's not Vecna. It's Crumdonalo Crumbles. <laughs> no, the other big bad other than Vecna has his own suitably good name. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I'll pre- right. I'll prepare a uh, you know. Um, Vicious mockery. Vicious mockery. <laughs> so that's a prepared action, and your bardic inspiration was as a bonus action then? Yep. yep. Okay. Um, I am going to kind of make room for the front line. Yeah. <laughs> Who do we want as our front rank here? I, let's just say I take my 30 feet back. <laughs> that's understandable. Um, when you say who do we want as our front line, I think all of us turn to look at Paradil and Jarrell. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. And okay. the two red shirts. Oh, yeah. Bill <laughs> yeah. Jarrell and the two red shirts make up our front rank here. There we go. And that's the end of Hedrick's turn. Okay. All right. We are on to Felix. Oh, sounds good. Um, so you said it's still 400 feet away. Uh, the airship is 400 feet behind you. Okay. Got the it. Got Bonework it. The behemoth is significantly closer. Right. I was asking earlier how far the Bonework behemoth is from us. From you? Yes. Right now? The Bonework Behemoth is 100 feet away. Okay. So the crater containing our generic, um, or at least unknown uh, necromancer, is 
behind about 20 feet, okay. sharing a uh, hole in the ground with the Arion Black Comet. Got it. <laughs> okay. And the airship is, like, well behind us now. Yes, the so. airship is about 400 feet behind. It has now just started to move very slowly. Okay. Uh, well, the airship and people mover, I should say, as they are. Well, one is 40 feet above the other. Okay. Um, in that case, I am... Hmm. I would like to actually try something defensive first. Okay. And I'm going to touch Jarell. And you're going to feel this uh, purple sort of like energy come from my hand and what does purple feel like caress your back i don't know man what does purple <laughs> feel like to Jarrell? feels like magic <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm gonna cast death ward so oh, you're gonna you're, you. you're gonna feel uh almost like as if your soul is bolstered um so if you ever drop if you when when you drop to zero hp anytime in the next eight hours you instead drop to one hp or it negates the first instantaneous kill effect that may affect you Okay, cool. And I'd be like, all right, Jarrell, if you die out there, buddy, only die once. Because the second time, this is not going to work. <laughs> Don't die twice. <laughs> don't die. It, we've, set the, we've set the bar low. It's not just don't die. It's just don't die twice. Right. <laughs> like our expectations for this fight sound a little grim here. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I see how. I, like, okay. Felix is two and a half feet tall. <laughs> staring up at this thing. So, yes. I think that I am feeling like a tiny little insect. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how you would feel that way. Okay. And, uh, bonus, do I have any bonus actions I can have some fun with right now? No. I'm going to uh, take a few steps back, maybe a full 25 feet of my movement to be 125 feet away from this horrible thing, and end my turn. Okay. So you take your 25 feet back, mm -hmm. so uh, you will be there. All right. Yep. So that will be the end of Felix's turn. That's then. me. And we are on to the now riderless Bonework Behemoth, which is charging full speed at you and thus is going to use his dash action for uh, and double his movement. So he will move 80 feet and will now be 20 feet away from the front rank. Mm -hmm. Perfect. <laughs> but 45 feet away yes. from Felix. Yeah, lucky, lucky you. <laughs> and that would then be, let's see, 20 plus 30, 50 feet away from Hedrick. Is that within range of Vicious Mockery? Yes, it is. Okay. So which Would you like to cash it in here then? I suppose I would. All right. Yeah, insult this thing. <laughs> And Hedrick is going to release the Vicious Mockery as soon as the behemoth comes close. Okay. You're just a wicked thing. My words will burn and hurt and sting. You're ugly undead, a misshapen head, a purposeless monstrosity. A foul creature with unsightly features. You can choke on my vicious mockery. Yeah. Wow. It 
right on the sheet. Understands all languages it knew in life, but can't speak. <laughs> so it can definitely be dissed. It sure can. So it's going to take vicious mockery damage. Quinn's yeah, probably viciously. Quinn's probably going to sell you his loot at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's eight psychic damage. It takes it. <laughs> Does something else happen to it too? When it's been insulted? Yeah, I think there might be something else. Oh, it has disadvantage on its next attack. Roll it Hey-o. makes before the end of its turn. It's next turn. Hmm. Well, there we go. That's helpful. Boom. There we go. Insults, baby. It has been <laughs> dissed. And it is dissed. Advantaged. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 It feels good. good. That felt right. Warming. Warming (laughs) sensations. Here we go. So, Paradil, we're on to your turn here. All right. I'm going to bust out Gladys Knight, my heavy crossbow. The knight has fallen. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I love this. I love this so much. So, uh, yeah, make your attack roll with a heavy crossbow. With Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. I'm sorry. I need to correct myself here. She has a name. Are the bolts called, uh, was it pips? Yeah, the pips. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> certainly should be. Gotta reload another pip. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see if this pip hips. <laughs> it's a hip pip. Hooray. Um, that is a 19 to hit. A 19 will definitely take this thing on the midnight train to getting damaged. Yeah. Roll, <laughs> me, some, uh, roll me some piercing damage. Yo, this thing got pipped. <laughs> That's a nine piercing. Nine. Pippity right. poppity, here goes my cross. No. We wanted it. And I don't think there's much else I can possibly do during this turn. No, because you have to load the crossbow, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, without feats, you can only get one attack per turn with it. I will shake my fist. Um, okay. Get off my lawn. Yes. (laughs) Your fist shaking is noted. And we're going to go. Has been perceived, but to what end, you cannot tell. As (laughs) this bone bork behemoth, without too much of a conventional face, is slightly inscrutable. That's fair. (laughs) Is there anything else you're doing on your turn, Paradil? Shaking the other fist. Shaking the other fist. <laughs> one can be as a free action, one is a bonus action, and that takes us into <laughs> an airship attack. <laughs> it will attack towards the zombies far in the distance again to try to continue to delay them. Yes, that is good. I like that. And unfortunately, its bolt sails overhead. Okay. You never know. It might have hit something at least further I'm sure away. It, yeah, it blasts some yeah. further back, but not the most pertinent front ranks. Right. Okay. Slim Shady, what does she have for us? Gonna fly right to Jarrell and, and perch on his shoulder to give him the help action, so that okay. his next attack is at the, uh, the 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 best of advantages. The greatest of advantage. The greatest advantage is the advantage of having uh, a gazer. Mm-hmm. Sitting on your shoulder, just making horrible sounds. It's a very disturbing advantage, but I grant yeah. that you will have a disturbing advantage. So uh, that's what Slim Shady shall do. Give Sounds a disturbing good. advantage. Now, Quinn, what are you up to? 
So the first thing I want to do is I want to remind everybody that I did set out Samsonite earlier during the Bowman. You did. That did not get attacked. So which is I'm the inflatable? Thinking it's still floating around. Yes. And I feel like the behemoth might be targeting it. So just Sam- to, just Samsonite to remind is, you, Samsonite is the the inflatable tube guy. All right. Yeah. That's the <laughs> command. That's the command word yeah. to make it actually happen. Right. right. So uh, so he is uh, flailing. Have you relocated it since you initially deployed it? Well, so we haven't moved. So yes, we oh. have. We've moved. I think closer to the bonework behemoth at this point. The airship's like far away. The airship was 400 feet behind, but it was 400 feet between uh, between the airship. So and that, when did I set that Between the people out. mover and that the whole time. Okay. Well, there was only really one. There was a very distinct maze that. There was the path. Made, yeah. And were you in between that? Um. Yeah. Now you are in the clearing, and this is a gargantuan bonework behemoth, and it's yeah. just it. pretty much blasting right over the top. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so yeah, maybe it's close by. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yes, I would say it would be right around the front rank and very visible. Awesome. So I just wanted to remind you. Just give it a kick. Yeah. (laughs) Push it a little closer. (laughs) (laughs) Like give a little air at the bottom so it just like looks a little fresher. All right. Um, and. I I could accept that as a free action if that's what you're trying to do. Oh, well, yeah, true. Um, okay, so then I'm also going to... Free action to remind all of us that that's still active. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. well, no, well, his um, yeah, kind yeah. of touching and or jostling up. Of the course, reminding of obviously doesn't fall into action economy. Right. I am going to throw my final alchemist's fire All right. at the behemoth. A little fire scarecrow. Is a what I add as a it's, a ra- it's just a ranged attack, so your so dexterity plus three, so eighteen. And eighteen will do it against this armor class. Huzzah! And then what is the? I didn't write that. All down. right. What's so the, uh, I am saying, unless you have moved, that you are with the front rank right now because you were all sort of in the same place. Sorry, I just want. I need to know damage. The for damage the, for alchemist fire. Sorry, I believe that's one d four. It so, takes one d four fire damage at the start of each of its turns. Yeah. Cool. So. You, at the start of each of its turns. So it hits oh, it. So okay. it doesn't, so it doesn't have initial damage on nope. it? Nope. Mm, gotcha. Interesting. Today, yeah. I, I'm one of today's lucky 10,000. I did not know that previously. Yep. Fantastic. So at the start of each of its turns, you just got to remember, roll a d4, and okay. it takes that much fire damage. All right. Okay. Will you be using any move this turn? Um, I will be taking 15 feet back. 15 feet back. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still what thirty-five from him. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are thirty-five feet. Oh, and bonus action, bardic inspiration, uh, to Jerome. Yeah, double inspired, triple inspired. There, there's there's, <laughs> there's so much like buff stuff going yeah. around too. This is. Yeah. Well, you have two bards. Yeah. So I don't I don't have a song prepared or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but go, Jerome. Yay! You can do it. Some of it's talent. (laughs) Some of it's just you infuse it with magic and it still works. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Magic words. (laughs) (laughs) Like like we forgot that there's a magic component to magic words. Not so just, yes, not just the magic, magic of radio. Just because it it's musical doesn't mean. Yeah. Or just because it's not musical doesn't mean it doesn't work. That's right. That's right, Quinn. 
Alright, so there we go for Quinn's turn. Jarrell. Extra beefy buff to Jarrell, because you have essentially bardic inspiration from two different bards. bards. And uh, help from Slim, yeah. I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I'm about to say, is there... You can't, you can't, um, stack them, but you can use them separately for different... Yeah, I think you can hold them and burn them one at a time. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you could just roll both. No. (laughs) Fifth edition doesn't like multiplicative effects. No. Right. Uh, well, I guess I gotta hit it. <laughs> uh, so Jarrell's gonna run towards it, screaming with a flaming sword of justice and two uh, red shirts. Now, oh. did we, I think we also uh, noticed that the sword of justice had been uh, glowing brighter as of as of recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Does that? Well, will we just find out if that changes anything, or? Yes, the sword of justice is glowing brighter, but we don't yet know what that means. Cool, cool. Maybe in the fire of battle, we may find some clues. Well, we're about to find out. Yes, we are. Speaking of fire, there's all kinds of shit going on in Jarrell's turn. Uh, yeah, so I guess Jarrell's just charging with the, t- the two red shirts, and I'll do uh, my two attacks with the Sword of Justice. Alrighty then. Any any pomp or fanfare on those attacks? Yeah. Uh, if I hit, yeah, everything's going in. I think these. <laughs> um, I'm gonna use that Slim's advantage. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was better the first time. Um, so that will be a 18, which I know hits. 18 definitely does the job. And then the second attack uh, is a 21. Yeah, that will also. And so I will make those a third level divine smite. So you're burning two third level spell slots. Both to- of them. Yeah. And, and a blinding smite. That's my pal. And a blinding smite. So that will be a fuck ton of d8 damage plus... Uh, now wait, does this Sword of Justice still do uh, 2d6 against undead? Um, so you've made your attack roll. For the extra un- against undead, it is now 2d10. For both? Yes. All right. Now... <laughs> Well, against undead, it is 2d10 against that. It's, um, what was that 1d8 from? Was um, that from that the... was just improved Divine Smite that always happens. That's improved yep. Divine Smite. Yep. So that's still there, but it's also the 2d10 You're just from it. the sword against undead. And, uh, should we have a br- brief dice-rolling montage? Yeah. Yes. Dice-rolling clack-a-dick-clack montage specifically a paladin dice rolling montage (laughs) so i'm doing 2d8 2d10 2d10 3d8 3d8 5d8 oh my god (laughs) that's uh 15 d8 and 4d10 not even counting the slashing damage because that's another 1d8 so you don't do any sixes they're all eights twice right so I'll count it up after the divine uh, paladin hold. That is a uh, combined 92 plus 14, so that's 106 slashing and radiant damage. It's only like probably about 20 radiant damage, and the rest was all slashing damage. The rest was all radiant damage. Okay. So we're not going to distinguish between the two because sure, they're yeah, both yeah. Uh, but Jarrell just sure. cleaves into this giant thing front leg, I guess. Does it even have legs? Um, (laughs) It has many legs, and you have removed several of them. Okay. In Uh, one blinding slash. Right. Oh, yeah, and the blinding smite. Yeah, I I also used a blinding smite, so um, it must make a save against uh, a 16, I believe. What kind of save? Constitution. 
A, it makes a constitution save. Mm-hmm. Okay. Net 20. Ah, oh, jeez. So it's not blinded. No. Um, it's do, do the red shirts get to hit it? <laughs> um, yes, the red shirts may make individual attacks against it. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's going to be at a... Unless you knew what it was, it's at a plus three. Okay. The They're first... motivated right now. Bernie I think hits. they were only getting plus ones earlier. And Barney hits. Bernie and Barney both hit. Bernie and Barney both hit. They have long swords. They're probably not magical. So well above uh, what was rolled before. It was 18s. It was 18s. They were oh, it was 18s. Okay. Yeah, so they will both do that, and they will both get uh, their uh, just long sword damage plus three. 19 slashing damage from the red shirts. They both slash and valiantly wound. Cool. Jarrell's blinding slash rocks this creature, but it is still ready to press onward through you if necessary. And since we've sort of reached the end of initiative here, I think this is a good place to sort of uh, pause us, you know, a to-be-continued heading into the next episode here. Ooh, a part one, Ooh. part two kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really cliffhanger this too much right in the middle of combat, so we're just Here going we are. to say well, we resume combat next week because, you know, combat That's... takes some time at these levels. This is not, you know, this isn't a short thing anymore. There's a lot of stuff going on. Because that's how we do. Yeah. Well, that's just how higher level D&D do. Yep. Like, we're, we're starting to get here where it's going to get harder and harder to resolve combat in one episode. So we hit the to be continued button. Now, if you like us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're on Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. We can also be found on Facebook at Hapless Heroes Podcast. All of those things will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and discuss with us on a variety of topics from D&D to general nerdiness to uh, your pets to anything in between. And we've got a thriving, self-sustaining community that we would love it if you would come join and, you know, hang out with us. Mm-hmm. And, we, with, uh, yeah, yeah. and we share, like, photos and stuff like that, too, or, like, you know, artwork that we maybe yeah. have inspired, like, monsters and things you hear in the show, too. Like, we're, yeah. it's, we're all, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's a great place. We would love to have you with us. Now, if you really, really like us, you can also leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice, and we are on just about any one of them worth mentioning. Well, maybe there's somewhere worth mentioning that I haven't heard of. I don't know. I'm old, man. I don't know the internet that well anymore. Or some that aren't worth mentioning at all. Yeah, if you're listening to us, we're on that podcast service. Like, you have and to, to be clear, somehow. that's five stars out of five stars. What we want is always a perfect review, because as we all know, this podcast is perfect. Yeah, flawless. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's our story, and we are sticking to it. Another story I'm sticking to is that if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hapless heroes. Uh, and we have a variety of tiers of rewards. I mean, we have, I mean, you can, you know, just even the smallest donation yeah. level gets you like a shiny roll on our Discord server. Higher levels get you access to bloopers, to, spe- to secret channels on Discord, to unrele- other unreleased audio, to the contents of James's notebook from episodes 1 through 100. I think the lowest tier is for 17 cents, I will whisper your name just before I fall asleep. Wow. I'll That's do it. special. Yeah, you can't get that anywhere else. For 17 cents, it's just once. Yeah. yeah. Just once. Yeah, and speaking of incredibly avant-garde suggestions. Oh. <laughs> That's where I take over. If you like us, right now you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal, please just form a bicycle safety 
course in your city and teach people to not ride their fucking bicycles on the wrong fucking side of the fucking road. It's a big deal. Fucking. Wait, 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 wait. He's been wait, holding on to that since wait. the beginning of the episode. <laughs> wait. So not, but not only are they riding on the opposite side of the road, but they're also fucking while they're biking. That's right. Wow. What about our they're listeners in the UK? Fucking on their bikes. Wow. And that's what we're going to advise people to not do in this bicycle yes. safety course. If you really like us, don't fuck on your bike. Don't fuck on your bike. And, and stop other people from fucking on their bikes. On the wrong side of the road. What if they're on the right side of the road? Then, by all means, fuck on your bike. All you want. I think that's still a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> but, at least well, they're, but at least they're riding on the correct side of the road. In this I've course, never heard anyone advocating for people fucking on bikes before. In this course, we'll give you some tips and tricks. We'll teach you how to do it safely. Knee pads are highly suggested in uh, addition to the helmets. I and There you go. Air and quote tips. And also, tricks. I might amend this with... Even if you're not fucking on your bicycle, don't ride it on the wrong side of the road. Right. 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 Good talk. Go <laughs> well, team. Speaking of our team, let's outro our cast before this gets too luck. bizarre. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I tried. God help me, I tried. <laughs> so starting... <laughs> I, I know. Please, continue. Starting from my left... As paired to Lincoln Woods, we have Zach. As I always say, crown down a little crumpums. <laughs> <laughs> to his left, as Lord Jarrell the Light, we have Jarrell. Until next time. To his left, as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, we have Francesco. I'm panicking. To his left, as Lord and Captain Gwyn Southwind, we have thank, Mike. Thank God for Samsonite. Rounding out our party, to his left, as Hedrick the Entertainer, we have Phil. Hey, Quinn, if you want to learn how to dance, I think uh, Jarrell can teach you, teach you, teach you that electric slide, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. I'm getting us out of here before any more bad puns catch up. Are tonight. you assuming Bye-bye I now. can't dance? Bye. Bye. I can dance. You also I've never seen it. Yeah, but I've never seen it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>